0: reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 5, beginning at the 17th verse. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus answered them, My father is still working, and I also am working. For this reason, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but also calling God his own father, thereby making himself equal to God. Jesus said to them, "'Very truly I tell you, "'the Son can do nothing on his own, "'but only what he sees the Father doing. "'For whatever the Father does, "'the Son does likewise.'" The Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And he will show him greater works than these so that you will be astonished. Indeed, just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whomsoever he wishes. The Father judges No one but has given all judgment to the Son so that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. And does not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Very truly I tell you, the hour is coming and now is here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, So he has granted the son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. Do not be astonished at this, for the hour is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and will come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil, to the resurrection of condemnation. I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek to do not on my own, but the will of him who sent me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words that come from my mouth be inspired by your Holy Spirit. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this is one of the longer passages of uh, John's Gospel that you do get to hear. So if you did get lost along the way, that's okay, because I had to read it a couple of times, uh, because John does have that sort of almost circular flow and rhythm to his writing that um, does look and feel quite poetic and artistic, but it's easy to get lost. Um, I must um, admit, though, that I was a little uh, struck by um, the first uh, verse about work. Uh, I have just um, purchased online, I haven't started to read it yet, but a book called A World Without Email. Doesn't that sound glorious? I'm sure uh, all of you do actually remember a world without email. Um, I am young enough and old enough to (laughs) remember uh, a world without email. Um, I I don't think I had my uh, first email address until I was in my 20s. So I I know my children think that that's a horror story not to have have that level of connectivity. Uh, But the premise of this um, author is that uh, in the world that we are living, Uh, We have so many distractions. And there's been some research. um, I'm not sure whether it comes out of this research that he writes this book, but I haven't read it, as I said. Uh, But uh, for every time we are disrupted, it takes us 15 minutes to get back to what we were doing in a level of deep concentration. So, uh, for example, we might be thinking that we're doing great work and multitasking, but every time we stop to check an email, it takes us a good 15 minutes to get our mindset around to do work that requires concentration and focus. Um, And he he refers to this as deep work. Deep work. And... uh, his suggestion is that we only within us have capacity for about three to four hours of deep work per day, which doesn't seem a lot, does it? But that, what he's referring to is that really um, focused work of what we are uh, trying to achieve. And uh, I heard him interviewed on a a podcast and he suggests that sermon writing uh, is deep work for people like me. So, um, when I try and write my sermon in one day, apparently I'm probably not doing the best uh, amount of deep work because it does take me more than four hours to write a sermon, Uh, a Sunday sermon that is. Uh, So perhaps I'm not, um, and yes, as I think through it, I do have my emails open and I do check them. And perhaps if I turned all my notifications off, I might get my sermons written in three to four hours. (laughs) I might try that for this weekend but uh I think uh, as I was reflecting on uh, that recent interview that i'd heard and and uh, and reading uh this this passage uh again um I, I am reminded of where we're up to also in john's gospel for sun- for sundays we've um we've just heard jesus um begin um, what is called the farewell discourse, the last big uh portion of teaching to his disciples and this is chapter 5, which is at the start of um, his teaching of uh, the disciples. And, and, and there's some interesting parallels. Um, we, we are seeing more of that sense of unity with uh, Jesus and the Father, but almost a shift from what Jesus was doing to what he is anticipating that the disciples will do in his name. I was also reminded, uh, and I'm sure I've shared this, if I haven't shared with it in a sermon, I know I've shared it with a number of people uh, privately, that uh, in the last 12 months, particularly at the start of um, the lockdown uh, scenario, I, I developed a little um, prayer to help me actually sleep because I would go to bed and find my mind was racing. Um, and and it, it in, in some parts comes out of... Um, First uh, seventeen. My father is still working, and and I also am work, working. And the realization that I finally got to was, well, if God is still at work, I can be at rest. And we are, I think, in this uh, multi-layered uh, world of information and communication and distraction and notification. It is easy for us to be on all the time and not to be actually as productive as what we could be because we're too distracted and it's taking us lots of le- levels, a lift of little 15 minutes to get back to what we should be really doing and really focusing on. So I was asking myself, well, what is deep work for followers of Jesus? And if we see uh, ourselves in some ways, are looking to Jesus as a model, then surely this passage might give us a starting point. And as I'm rereading this passage again for the third or fourth time, it did strike me uh, that in Jesus we see the embodiment of relationship and relational work, that Jesus realises in this passage that he can do nothing without being in relationship with the Father, which I know is confusing for us because Jesus and the Father and the Spirit are all one. Um, so again, it could confuse us in the idea that, well, maybe we can do it all by ourselves. But I, I didn't rest too long in that uh, space before it hit me that if Jesus couldn't do it alone, why are we trying to do it alone? And more than that, if I look at where we're up to in uh, John's gospel, Jesus is preparing his disciples to go out into the world and to minister. And in this passage, we hear the words that the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And he will show him greater works than these so that you will be astonished. So... Jesus is saying, well, the Father does great stuff, but I'm going to do greater stuff. But if you might um, remember some of the passages uh, in and around the Farewell Discourse around the chapter 14 area, Jesus says to his disciples, if you see the great works that I have done, you will do greater works than these. Again, it's building that relational economy, that that deep, effective work of God can only be done when we are connected to God and connected to each other. Not in a way that we're distracted, where we're always turning different ways, but it's in part a realisation that we do our best work when we realise that we need others to be working alongside us. And we do our best work when it is the work that Jesus began. It is easy to read the Gospels and to think, wow, don't we have a great God? Isn't it great that God is on God's throne and we have a Saviour in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit is at work that's great, but I just don't know where I fit in. I don't know my part of that deep work. But we see in the relational ge- example of Jesus. And we see in Jesus' teaching to his disciples. We just see in the powerful work of the early church. And on this day, we see in the powerful work of St. Patrick. the amazing spread of the truth of God's love into the world. We see what is possible when we ground ourselves in relationship with God and with one another. It did make me wonder, as much as I am looking forward to reading this book and finding out how I can live in a world without email, it did make me wonder, particularly after the 12 months that we've all endured, how we've almost tried to convince ourselves that we can live in a world without each other and we can live in a world without God. Yet the power of the example of St. Patrick and the power of the example of Jesus in today's gospel is that a world in relationship with God and relationship with each other, a world where committed Christians commit to this deep work of relational connection is a world in which we can quite boldly expect greater things than these, so that others also might believe. Amen.